this is among our most read stories on the Bloomberg today. How Boston could use the help of a zombie hurricane to avoid uh, Marie. Maria, I should say. Let's get more from Brian Sullivan, energy and commodities reporter at Bloomberg News from our Bloomberg 1061 studio in Boston. Brian, good to have you here with us. Explain this. Um, what, what do we mean, a zombie hurricane? <laughs> Tropical systems have a very um, distinct structure to them, and when they start to break up, they just become like every other storm. But they can kick around for a while after they've, they've fallen apart, and that's what Jose is going to be doing right now. It's in the transition from a tropical storm into one of these hybrid, um, just kind of a, a mess of low pressure and thunderstorms and whatnot out in the ocean. So that's what they mean by a zombie. Uh, it is interesting, the, the reaction. Uh, once upon a time, back when I was able to trade stocks and so on, I, I owned some shares in a pipeline company. It was it was a great investment for me because they were fixing the pipeline and they would tell you every quarter, yeah, we're nine months away, and then yeah, we're six months away, and yeah, we're three months away. And they would tell you when this thing was coming on, but no one was paying attention because it wasn't uh, pumping in a, a dividend at the time. Uh, have we seen much damage and has it created from these now three very big hurricanes into the oil and gas world? And is it creating an opportunity for investors? Um. I haven't seen a lot of lasting damage um, in, in any of these sectors. In fact, um, today, natural gas seems to be more interested in the um, injections and the inventories are, came in a little higher, I think, than they, they had been. There's a heat wave in the uh, Midwest that's actually having a, a larger impact, I think. A lot of natural gas is flowing down from uh, Canada as a result of that because you get temperatures in the 90s out in St. Louis and whatnot. And, you know, we're getting tomorrow's the first day of autumn, so... The storms don't seem to be having any lasting impact. Well, I, I want to go back to, though, you know, kind of understanding weather and weather patterns and storms and the interaction of of them. Because what you are saying is that this zombie hurricane, right, um, or Hurricane Jose, um, it can have an imp impact on what happens with Maria and where it ultimately impacts, let's say, the East Coast here. Uh, and I know your story looks specifically right. about Boston and what happens in Boston. Right. So hurricanes can't move by themselves. They have to be pulled or pushed by something. And um, one of the strange things about Jose is it's done two loops in the middle of the ocean right now. It's in the, it's in the middle of its second loop. And what's happening is a high pressure system is pushing down on Jose as it tries to go north. And that's what's causing that loop. So the, the question is, you know, if Jose goes away completely, that will that high pressure system come down? and do the same thing to Maria. And if, if it does, it could actually drive it right into the East Coast. Now, there's, right now, there's only about a 20% chance that that's going to happen. Um, what would happen with Jose if it, if it breaks up into this low-pressure system, it could actually pull Maria away from the East Coast. So, again, you know, something has to pull or push Maria to get it to go where it wants to go. Where are the areas of most concern? Obviously, big urban areas are of concern, but even in the ocean, there's risk both to shipping channels and, and, and oil and gas, and, and then, of course, you've got wind now. Uh, wh where are the areas of biggest concern? Well, it's coming uh, tonight. It's going to be heading towards the Turks and Caicos down in Bahamas, so it's going to um, actually skirt along the eastern edge of the Bahamas, and then it's going to come up to the, the, west co uh, the east coast. rather. So in terms of landfall, you got the outer banks of um, North Carolina is, is a big uh, area of concern right now, and also into New England, uh, southern New England, Cape Cod, Long Island Sound, things like that. So you have a lot of ships coming in and out of New York. You have a lot of ships coming in and out of New Jersey. I think they would be the most affected by that. 
And what's interesting too, though, when you're dealing with something like a zombie hurricane, right, or or um, you know varying storm systems. It's not a perfect science, correct, Brian? I mean, you know, forecasting what will be, I think you write in your story, the scenario is difficult because there's so many moving parts. Right. So it could play out a couple different ways. Yeah, and that's what happens when you see these ensemble models. They kind of run every kind of situation that could happen, and you get a whole... Um, spectrum of outcomes, you know, having the storm crash into North Carolina, for instance, and go up into Washington, D.C., or having it come in across Cape Cod and go into Boston, to other scenarios where it just goes, you know, peacefully out to sea. Um, And that's one of the things that that comes into here, because we're trying to predict where weather patterns are going to be four, five, six, seven, eight days from now. Um, and there's a lot of different factors that could go into it. And then plus the, the two storms themselves, Maria and Jose, interact in a strange way. So, uh, and then there's, this season's been so busy. Typically the hurricane season goes how late? Like November? Yeah, November 30th is the last day. So we're, you know, uh, in terms of the, the peak season, we're, we're getting towards the end of the peak season. Probably another two or three weeks in October will be... Uh, where the heart of the season ends. And then you're going to see activity actually shift into the Western Caribbean. And this is where Sandy uh, was born, for instance, a few years back. These are the storms that show up under Jamaica and they come, they sweep up towards the Northeast. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. I mean, what do you make though, just got about 40 seconds here, Brian, uh, and Corey touched on this earlier, you know, just the the quantity of storms that we're seeing and the severity of them um, is this this happens uh, and it has happened in the past or no this is something different um, they do happen I mean we we haven't had a, a season like this in a long time um, especially with the US landfalls there have been seasons where that the Atlantic's been very active with a bunch of storms but none of them hit the United States or hit even anywhere um, where very populated areas but this year has um, actually fit the definition of an extreme year mm-hmm. according to the um, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration definition yeah just um, amazing and and disturbing and troublesome for certainly the people who have been in the direct hits and direct paths of these storms. Brian, as always, we appreciate uh, your insight and breaking it all down. Brian Sullivan, energy and commodities reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us from our 1061 studio in Boston. And uh, you can check out more of his stuff. Just go to Twitter at Weather Sullivan or to Bloomberg.com. Carol Master, Corey Johnson on this Thursday. This is Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio.